Hey, nerd fam, it's K-Rock from NerdPod and the Podacy Network here, and I want to tell you about Rococo's comics. Are you an old school nerd, just like Coach and I? If so, Rococo's is where it's at. Brand new and generally used comics for less than cover. Anything from graphic novels to major label releases, Rococo's is a one-of-a-kind experience. Are you looking for an old favorite, or how about an obscure and hard-to-find book? Well, what about, I don't know, a Luke Skywalker Kenner action figure? Rococo's has got you covered there too. So quit wasting your time on those big box sites and get it done right the first time. Check them out today at rococos.com. That's R-A-H-C-O-C-O-S.com. And now, on with the show. Two working stiffs that love comics, movies, games, and more bring their nerd conversation and observations to you. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's Nerd Pod, where they give you their opinion on whatever they want. Hey, don't complain. You're listening to their show. Coach, K-Rock, take it away. Great. Welcome back. We are here, man. Nerd Pod, episode four. Episode four of season one. Hope that people are uh, enjoying so far. I guess if and, they're uh, uh, tuned in for this episode, probably a good sign that they are. <laughs> yeah, that they might be bought in. I uh, <laughs> it was real nice of uh, of our buddies over at um, the M6P uh, that uh, you know they they gave us a nice plug on there um, and and gave you the greatest compliment. I mean the. You know, to tell you that the the sound was great. That is, uh, you know, I, I could tell that you perked up across town like you were, you were excited about that. So <laughs> well, I love that. So yeah, thanks uh, to the uh, M6P. Uh, make sure to check them out on um, the M6P.com. Uh, great service. Uh, you get a, a box full of graphic novels and a terrific gift, man. So yeah, check them out. Awesome. So. Yeah, that was pretty cool of them, and uh, yeah, so it's it's a uh, it's a good week, man. I uh, a lot of again a lot of good stuff going on in uh, in the nerddom, so uh, we should probably jump right into some of this stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cool. So we'll start off with uh, Week in Geek, and uh, and quickly, I actually want to make a correction from. Last week's Week in Geek, or last episode's Week in Geek, um, you know, we were talking about the Me Too, Me Too movement and Time's Up, and you know, it's something that uh, we take really seriously. It's something that we've talked about uh, at length, and uh, we sort of called Robin Williams out, or you know, sort of uh, discussed a topic that had come up and made it headlines, uh, but maybe with a little bit uh, further investigation, uh, I, I think. Um, they did, a, or or I saw an interview with Pam Dauber, who played Mindy and Mork and Mindy, uh, who said that it was all pretty much, uh, you know, it was the time of year, it was the 70s, I mean, the time of the, you know, that, that decade was crazy, and uh, he was almost like a, a teenager, uh, acting like a fool, and uh, so yeah, I, I think that um, it does not fall in the same category as, say, you know, like, uh, what's his name? I don't even like to say his name anymore. Um, you know, Harvey Weinstein or any, any of those guys, it doesn't fall under the same category. Um, so I just wanted to, uh, yeah. Um, uh, at least make that correction. Great. Good clarification, man. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, moving along. So did you see this today? Crazy, crazy 
not um, not shocking when success happens, but uh, a lawsuit filed today in California against the Duffer Brothers. Yes, I did see that. Are are famous for uh, creating Stranger Things, and this stuff does happen, right? Where you see. Uh, you know, somebody comes out and they say they stole their likeness. Happens in music quite a bit. Um, but this one, uh, you know, I think, obviously, it's brand new. The, the suit was just filed. Um, but this is somebody, uh, I guess the guy's name is Kessler. Uh, he said that he had pitched the Duffer Brothers years ago. Made a on, film, uh, too, man. Yeah, it was a, uh, yeah, the film. Um, and, yeah, the Montauk Project apparently... Uh, was being pitched. It was a short film um, that the, the Duffer brothers actually walked away from and they passed on. And ultimately, um, you know, it said that it had some government testing and, and stuff in it. So, um, so I guess we'll keep our eyes on it. I mean, they've already come back. Duffer brothers have already come back and said it's just completely ridiculous. Uh, it has no merit. And so, uh, but, but definitely, um, you know, uh, worth noting, at least at this point. I'm sure it'll go to court. And if it's true that Kessler is, it's they're taking some of his, uh, you know, IP as intellectual property, he needs to be made whole from it. But of course, it's a court's going to figure that out. Um, you could certainly see the similarities. And heck, if if I was Kessler, I'd be doing the same thing. You got to protect your property, man. Yeah, agreed. And. We'll see uh, what comes of it, you know. Um, again, I think I saw one recently. The music ones have been um, crazy lately. And, and at least, you know, you remember those guys like Diddy and stuff. Um, they they would go out and secure the rights of that music before they would go out and use it. And now the hooks and the things that they're using in, in this new version of hip hop uh, lends itself to some creativity problems. And so, and the other thing that scares me a little bit when you look at lawsuits like this and Netflix and, and Amazon prime and all of these, they are pushing so hard for fresh content all the time. I mean, they're going to spend more than any network has ever spent in the history of television, creating new content. Uh, there are only so many stories out there, right? I mean, even the uh, romantic comedies are the same story told over and over with different characters. Yeah. Um, it's why I like to see things like, I mean, Chasing Amy flipped the script. Um, and then I don't know if you saw the, the big sick with uh, Dinesh from, uh, I mean, that is your, a, a very non-traditional uh, romantic comedy that shows they didn't pick that Annie Hall method. They, they went with uh, an entirely different direction. I like to see that, but uh, in a push where you're fighting for eyeballs constantly, I think that there are, uh, I think stuff like this can happen, right? Like so many stories out there and there's only so many procedural cop and lawyer shows you can do. And I think with with this comes, you know, with that level of, of um, content that needs to be created, uh, comes, you know, all these different stories come out and people are fighting. So hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully the Duffer brothers are cleared. Everybody loves uh, this show. Certainly people are excited about it. You know, Stranger yeah. Things is certainly, it's not going anywhere. Right <laughs> yeah. And, and even if they have to pay positioning off. himself for, uh, you know, remove everything immediately, but that's just a negotiation tactic. They'll settle. He'll get probably a seven digit yeah. settlement and move on. on. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. So, uh, I'm sure, like you said, we'll, we'll, we'll see, 
uh, that come out slowly and they may, you know, Netflix might just write a check to make it go away. Uh, I mean, do you know that there was a, like a, a $700 million lawsuit against Jay-Z uh, for the logo of the Brooklyn Nets? Like a guy had pitched uh, Jay-Z the logo and I mean, it's something that, and I'm a huge Nets fan and it's not something that I heard about. With, I mean, I did some deep, deep research. Uh, to find this out, and it did get settled out of, out of court. So, you know, unless I think you're a mega fan, uh, people are not going to uh, be paying attention to this. So, but we'll we'll, we'll certainly uh, keep an eye on it. Right on. Cool. What do you got cool. next? So, uh, we know that uh, in this calendar year, I do have a feeling that it's going to get pushed again. Uh, but we do know that we're getting a Venom movie, right? And yeah, I believe so. It's Sony that still owns the rights. Sony is going is making the Venom movie, which is cool, um, but uh, it was always planned as a two parter, right? So um, it, it's uh, the the first movie was supposed to be Venom, second movie was going to be Carnage, uh, and you were supposed to see little bits of Carnage in the first uh, movie. So they just uh, and again, this isn't an announcement. This is more of a rumor, but um, yeah. We uh, we have our carnage, and it's rumored to be the one and only Woody Boyd from Cheers, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Mickey and Mallory, Woody Harrelson, uh, The Hunger Games, Woody Harrelson, White Men Can't Jump, Woody Harrelson. I love that casting. Uh, uh, Zombieland. Yeah, I mean, listen, I this is a guy um, that uh, much like today's birthday boy, who I will cover next in the news, uh, just seems to be getting younger in age and not older. Like he, uh, he gets it done. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, I'm impressed. So again, Sony has not confirmed this, but, and hopefully they will. Um, but I, I, I really want to see a carnage movie with Woody Harrelson. I like that you like it. But I also like I, I don't know how you what you think about a sinister sinister six movie, which has been you know whether that's going to be a show or a movie. Um, I am hearing that there you know sinister six is coming, and so uh, I would imagine. Can you imagine? I mean that I, that is it's um, it's everything I wanted uh, when I heard Suicide Squad was getting made. If the right. if Marvel has their hands on it, and if it's a feature length, if it's a movie, then I feel great about it. If it's a show. Uh, it's more of a coin toss how you know how the shows have been, but if it's a feature length Sinister Six, whew, that'll be fun, right? So, and then I'm thinking about it and I'm breaking it down in my head, and you can't. I don't. I don't think. And again, here's where DC gets it wrong. This is where DC. So they they went out and got that kid Ezra, whatever his name, to play the Flash mm-hmm. in Justice League. He's going to get a standalone movie. The other kid, Sebastian, on the show was doing a great job, and I understand that you don't want to do both. But look at what Marvel, with the cinematic universe, comic universe, television universe, the television universe, whether it's through the networks, ABC, or through Netflix, or through their streaming service, the they make reference to the Battle of New York. You can see that they're, they're not picking characters that are going to live in both worlds. And so there's DC falling flat on their face, right? They, they, oh, it just drives me insane because now how do you have two flashes? Um, and it's not something that Marvel would ever do. So if they do, if, if the, 
you know, they, they, they made the deal to bring Spider-Man over. Um, this will be a Sony movie, but uh, I imagine if they're going to do the Sinister Sticks, if they can get those two characters over uh, and you can put, and, and again, I say stay away from Doc Ock, right? You don't, I don't think you want to bring him in from those movies. And Sandman would be amazing in Sinister Six, but doesn't belong there. Green Goblin is way overdone. You can do it with exactly what you have right now, with exactly what you have. So you can start it with, and I don't even know who that dude, what that dude's name is that that played Scorpion in the, the newest Spider-Man movie. Um, I don't know his name, but you guys know he was like the second in command to Michael Keaton. You've got Michael Keaton, and now you've got Woody, and now you've got Tom Hardy. If you start with those three on the Sinister Six, you can fill in. Oh, so so fill in Fastbender, fill in um, anybody in those other three roles. Uh, you know, McConaughey has not come into the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet, although I do think he'd be the perfect Adam Warlock. You could grab him for a, a, a Sinister Six Sinister Six role. So, oh man, if they're able to get this done, and clearly uh, they showed that they can have a, a Marvel and Sony crossover that works, they can make deals that are profitable, uh, and everybody can make money and be happy, they belong with Marvel, they belong with Feige, if they can get this done, it will, and this is why Marvel gets it done, and this is why Phase 4 and Phase 5, and this is here for, for the foreseeable future, and then, years from now, like we're talking about these Star Wars movies, it'll be Chris Evans coming back, you know, my kids will be excited for Chris Evans coming back out of, you know, retirement, or you learn that he hit the Tesseract and ended up back in 1945 and he lived happily ever after with Peggy Carter, whatever the storyline is, then he'll come back and have a movie 25 years from now that my kids with their kids will be excited to go see. I love it, man. And so uh, it, it's amazing. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, it went a little long on that because... Uh, <laughs> You get, uh, you're getting excited. I'm yeah, excited about it, it too. It's uh, it, Keaton. You just you kind of hit the hit the nail on the head. Um, having Keaton and Woody on screen together, oh man, that would be incredible. With Tom Hardy. I mean, and you know Hardy, I'm Tom a Hardy's huge, terrific huge, actor. Uh, oh, he's the best in it. You know, I'm a huge Inception guy, and uh, I mean, he made that movie for me. And and again, I've said that Hans Zimmer and, and the score and Christopher Nolan and you know, there's a, a lot that's brilliant about that movie. Uh, but Tom Hardy's Eames in that movie was surprise blowout. Uh, nobody expected him to be as likable as he was in such a short period of time. And so for me, that's where I fell in love with that dude. And, you know, pissed me off that, that DC used a, a Tom Hardy lookalike for Boomerang and then unceremoniously killed him. Like, why not just cast Tom Hardy? I understand that he was, shoot, you know, he had shot Mad Max and whatever, but uh, just to, just... This is the stuff, man. I wanted to be happy for them. And I, I'm happy that, that Wonder Woman came out good and that they have a franchise to ride a little bit. But they're going to find a way to dig it into the ground, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so Justice League was average at best. I'm giving it credit. But it wasn't very good. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. when you put the guy in charge of... And it's so sad what happened to, to Zack Schneider. I mean, nobody... To, to lose a kid... Um, is the worst. I can't even imagine. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, so that's horrible. But let's be honest. We we both liked the Watchmen movie. It was pretty good. Um, I think it was enjoyable just because of the characters on the screen. Um, you know. But but that homoerotic thing that he does for me is not great. And 
uh, it's nothing against um, you know that genre of film. It's just not my forte. I liked the three hundred. I'm not sure that they played uh, Doctor Manhattan very. I don't know. I think I I'm not sure I would have creatively done it the same way. Um, so there was some really weird stuff about that movie, although I still loved it. I still, or I still liked it. And I don't know if I liked it because of the source material or if I liked it because I liked it. But, uh, I mean, the dude from, uh, uh Rorschach was amazing. Um, uh, uh Silk Spectrum was great. I mean, that, that the comedian, uh, I mean, geez, uh, what's his name? Uh, Negan put on, uh, oh, weight comedian. for that role. Like he, yeah, he played the comedian so, so, so well. And, yeah. and again, that Jeffrey Kelly, Morgan, the great, yeah, uh, Kelly, what's his name from, um, from the bad news bears. And he played Freddy Krueger played Rorschach. Perfect. 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 So, uh, again, going off track, let me bring it back around. <laughs> so, uh, in the midst of, uh, of the, of ready player one fame, uh, of course the, the press junkets stuff is starting to, uh, to, to leak out. Um, I have a friend in DC. We worked at WJFK together. His name's Kevin McCarthy. Uh, and he covers for, uh, Fox News nationally and DC, uh, Fox 5 DC. Uh, he was great. And he was a young kid that just did movie reviews when I was there. Now he's worked his way up uh, to being uh, one of the most uh, reputable film critics in the country, which I love uh, to see people, uh, young people like that, really go after it and get successful. He actually asked the question uh, this week uh, or in the press junkets for Ready Player One, uh, they were talking about Indiana Jones and you know Indiana Jones 5 coming up. Um, I think it was a terrible decision to bring back the same writer from Crystal Skull because because before you know it we'll have uh, we'll have what's his face uh, even Stevens yeah uh, Shia LaBeouf swinging from vines next to monkeys. I mean it was the worst thing I've ever seen. In my Although life. I did but hear that he is not in the movie. He's not back. Right. That they did confirm that the mother the wife is back, uh, but they uh, no mutt. <laughs> No mutt. We got Marion, but no mutt. So, uh, which is good. But uh, the news that comes out, and and so I understand that we're getting a little bit critical of um, of the topics, and you know, in, in integrating movies and stopping the whitewashing and all of that. But Kevin asked uh, Spielberg, you know, could you see a woman playing this role? And what he said wasn't surprising. I mean, he he, he said. His response was, yeah, of course I could see a woman playing this role. It would be amazing. Maybe it's time for Indiana Joan, right? I thought that line was pretty terrible. Uh, and furthermore, uh, and, and I'll let you weigh in, uh, weigh in on this. So it's the same thing with we've got an Ocean's Eleven reboot coming up um, where we are going to get Matt Damon in it as he's uh, revising Linus. I guess it's Linus's sister or something that's coming back, uh, Sandra Bullock, whatever, and that's fine. But I thought about it with that movie. Uh, so let me digress. The first problem that I have is, why would you say Indiana Jones? Like, Jones is the last name. Indiana was named after the, the, the dog. dog. Like, wouldn't you say Joan Jones or, like, it just it felt like, a throwaway line from an older director that had no intention, like it is towing the company line and is saying what we want to hear. But I thought that was a terrible, terrible line for one. And for two, when we look at 
the big picture and we say, okay, so we loved Danny Ocean and we love Bernie Mac and we love the Oceans franchise. Those are three great movies. Second one was a little eh, but the first and third ones, I thought, in my opinion, were really great, entertaining movies. They made, you know, they made $600 million in the box office. Fantastic. And then you look at a franchise like Indiana Jones. I understand that we need fresh content. The reason why comic book movies are so successful and getting optioned at such a clip right now is because it, it provides you a storyline. And granted, some of them yeah. are way out there, but it gives you a fresh storyline that the general public hasn't heard. Isn't it better? Now, I understand. So, so, so what Ryan Coogler did with all three of those stories, okay, with uh, Fruitvale Station, with uh, Creed, and then with uh, Black Panther – he told really individual stories about new characters. And so my point is, isn't there enough fresh source material out there to not insult the women? Like they're here to stay. And I think this is the thing that drives me mad is that when you're when you're rushing around and you're digging around for to make the public happy because where's our next Wonder Woman? Where's our next Black Panther? You run out and you and you reboot Indiana Jones with a woman. I'm not saying I'm saying leave that well enough alone. Yeah. Right. And and leave oceans alone and come up with new fresh because I, listen, go make the man from Nova. Go make John Carter. I mean, any of these amazing comics. Listen, Paper Girls is something that I'm reading right now. It's an image comic amazing story that can be made for five young women just go out and make that don't, don't stop rebooting and, and making it oceans eight with women you don't need george clooney for a whim, a movie about women to be successful you just don't so i understand he was telling the company line and congrats he's a, a iconic filmmaker i've never take that away from him but that was a terrible line on indiana jones and stop Give the take all of your infinite wisdom and and your amazing movie capabilities and write something mm -hmm. write something new for these people. It, Jesus it's okay for me. Indiana Jones to live as Indiana Jones and yeah, make a completely new IP about something like that. I mean, we just got a new Tomb Raider, um, <laughs> which is you can argue is um, a takeoff of Indiana Jones, but it's based off really a video is. game, right? Um, and they rebooted it and the. It's was better or is better than the Angelina Jolie ones. So it's, um, yeah, man, we don't have to just re reshoot a movie and plop in a female lead. That's just because they deserve better than that. It, we all do. We, right. They do. And we do yeah. because we've seen look at Jessica Jones. Right. The storyline was there. Right. Even even the strong characters in. Um, in uh, all throughout that the, the the Netflix universe, the women, the female characters that they bring in are well written. They're strong with Jessica Jones. They just read. They, oh man! I mean, they the first time ever an entire season directed by women. And I know this is a topic that we always come back to, but I think that I, I think that I know he, what he had to say there. I, and obviously, he may or may not feel that way. Who knows? But he had to say what he said. But I think we saw his real intentions when he said Indiana Jones and go out and make something fresh for the love of God. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah I, I, exactly. Right. So, all right. And uh, last couple points. So as we suspected, or at least what I think as we suspected was that J.J. Abrams in making um, sort of rebooting 
slash making The Force Awakens had an entirely different level or an entirely different plan uh, for a lot of things. And so the first shoe drops where in an interview he says, yes, I had very different intentions for Ray's patronage. So whether he brings that back now, um, I don't know why he would choose to take this this movie on. Uh, it, it's all really confusing, but you know, does so. So I'll, I guess I'll po- that is news that that the fact that he has now said that was not my plan for the character is not what I expected anybody to do with it, but they did it, and now I'm doing the next movie. What do you think? Do you so, think that uh, I'm going to yeah. s- throw this out there when I saw uh, the Last Jedi in the theaters? And that line came out about her her parents, and it's been far long enough now that this isn't a spoiler, that they're nobodies, that they were just drunk traitors. I immediately thought that is a lie. It's a red herring. It's just to throw us off the scent that it, it, it's something different. It was just Kylo playing you know, the dark side on her. Um, that's the way I read into that. So I'm completely okay if in 9 if it comes out that her parents are... You know anybody Han and Leia or Luke and somebody or or, or whatever or it comes Palpatine out Palpatine or, or yeah or yeah any of that so any of that would be acceptable. I I would completely be fine with that and I'm not in my head thinking that this was something that he has to do to erase a decision I I in my head when I saw that in the theater I was like oh he's lying to her there's no that you know he's completely lying to her so. <laughs> For me, it wouldn't ruin it at all. In fact, I'm expecting that, and maybe maybe he won't do it. Here's here's what I think is it gets lost on people with with what Rain Johnson did in the Last Jedi was, and I, I and I, I think it was a brilliant part. I don't know if they meant it to happen this way. He attacked the Last Jedi with such force and just making very bold decisions um, on the characters, on the story. That when JJ comes in, he can't be lazy. He has to write something interesting, and in JJ I trust. So I I I think it'll tie up nice, and it's going to be exciting and all the things we want. But I think this was such um, a last Jedi was meant to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and and listen, uh, you can draw out comparisons between that movie and Empire. Uh, you really can. And yeah, if you look at it in that way, yeah, Empire yeah, was and, a disruptor, a disruption um, to the the. It was a different movie than the other two. It was, and so, and a lot of things that that they were brought back around, and we could do an entire show just about the plot holes um, and better decisions that they could have made that Ryan Johnson could have made. Uh, I'm not. I've watched it now a few times, um, and I'm still not completely sold on it. Um, we talked about this off the air a bunch of times and that, you know, it was just clear that there was no fanfare. There was not, none of those things that were important to us were taken into account. And it's okay. Uh, he wasn't, I'm okay he with wasn't it. a fan. He wasn't, he was not a fan of the franchise. He made the movie that he wanted to make. And I think that if you're doing something like a comic book movie, I think you can get away with that. I think you can do it. But when I, when you come into our canon, I don't think that you can just, just throw it away and throw caution to the wind. I just don't think you can. And I guess that's, that's where our opinions uh, kind of stray off. I, I, um, I yeah, uh, I've watched the movie, especially since I, you know, it's available now in digital and, and Blu-ray. I have it on um, iTunes. So I watch it 
you know, on the train quite a few times when it first came out. And every time I liked it better. And, and I mean, were there things that I was like, man, like the whole casino thing, planet, whatever, yeah, that one's kind of weak points for me, but most else of the points I liked, I thought they were, were good. And like I said, I I'm excited to see because everything I expected didn't happen. Right. <laughs> and, and you know what, if everything I expected to happen, well, you know, it's not really an exciting movie at the end of the day. It's like, I get to, you know, I'm pumped. I get to see everything that was in my head, but I'm not making that movie. Um, somebody else is. So they didn't make, well, here's one thing. He didn't make the Phantom Menace. So that was good. Um, but it's not even close to that. It was, to me, it was a fun movie. It was exciting. I, it was completely different. Um, than what I, I could have even imagined happening. So I'm all good with it. And when nine comes in, it's, you know what I mean? It, it's, it, it took the story in such different paths that nine now has to stand and do things differently than say, if you're looking at the two, uh, the original trilogy in this trilogy, and you're seeing how the story are developing along in parallels, well, nine in, uh, you know, whatever to be named nine and return of the Jedi, they have, they're going to be very different movies in terms of like how you're looking at the form of these things over the all, you know, over there, um, you know, higher up. Right. So I'm for one, am a fan of last Jedi. I like most of the decisions and where he just unwired the last Jedi and, and he's going to force JJ out of his comfort zone. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. So in that sense, um, if he's forcing him to write, um, you know, he can't write return of the Jedi, you know, he can't, you know, and, and maybe, uh, had the, the storyline followed the way that JJ had intended, um, you know, he didn't nuance create, a, a, a new hope. He pretty much created a, a new hope again, right? Like yeah. a lot of and, the elements were the same. So, and, and that some was that a fan needed, movie, man. That was the fan yeah. movie that we watched when it came out opening night and yep. we loved it. We were cheering and it was what, it, it was what we wanted to see because we saw it before. We, now we're seeing it in a better, shinier box. Yeah. And, yep. and, and, and interestingly, he's, you know, the first lines of that movie were, uh, this will this will begin to make right what was wrong, and I know that that was JJ's because he's so close with Simon Pegg, and Simon Pegg so vehemently hates the the prequel trilogy. Th- those words were for us. It was it, it, that was JJ saying, "I am going to do my best to erase the prequel trilogy out of your brain." And this, <laughs> and, and he's saying this movie will start to make right what was wrong. And, and so, so far, both of them uh, have done it. I. I they're they're far way better than all the one through three trilogy. I do want to say this though about Last Jedi. What was um, I thought was really really cool to see was we actually saw the master or, or excuse me the um, the apprentice become the master on the Sith side. Yes, we haven't seen that yet. Not on no. not on um, a feature, and so we got to see Kylo kill his master and become the supreme leader which yeah, to me and, and when i was watching it i was like oh that was cheap i want to see more snow uh, snow but when i saw it again and you know and again i'm like you know what it just happened we, we saw we saw him do what every apprentice ends up doing in the star wars universe is um killing their master 
Yeah. And we yeah. got to and, see it. And to me, that was that was f- completely fresh and exciting to see it, him step into that leadership role. It, it was cool. And that scene, um, you know, was certainly uh, stands out, you know, that that fight scene, um, you know, at the time where he killed Snoke and the, uh, it, that was an incredible, incredible scene. And I, I've watched that a, a few times since and just. Just really, what, what an incredible, just a great one of the, one of the greatest bat, light, lightsaber battle scenes that we yeah. have ever seen on the screen for sure. And what was, um, and I know you're a Hux fan, but when Hux says the supreme leader is dead, and Kylo turns around and you know force throws him or, or whatever, and, <laughs> and says, "What do you mean the supreme leader is dead?" You know, and and Hux is like, "Oh, you are the supreme leader now." So he rose up the ranks in front of you know. Uh, and Hux there, and to me that was just so great. It, it was satisfying to see it play out. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, interesting there. Um, we'll definitely keep our eyes. We'll have a lot of announcements. We'll have casting announcements on mm-hmm. uh, on both um, because I know that, that there will be some simultaneous work being done uh, in the uh, in both movies. We'll be getting work done at the same time. Um, so we'll we'll get you some casting notes for Ryan Johnson's trilogy. We'll get you some casting notes for JJ. Did you and, see uh, um, that the Game of Thrones premiere date was uh, announced? I did not. No, I didn't. April 14th, 2019. We got one year wow. to go. So that's not so bad. Breaking so I news. Think, <laughs> yeah, all right. So that I like it. Um, yeah, so... Um, it's not so bad the, now because it's only a year, but when <laughs> season seven wrapped and you said, if you would have told me April 14th, 2019 then, I would have been like, come on, that's too far. I know. Well, it should have been, it really should have come out with Silicon Valley two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and and then, you know, they pushed it to summer and then it should have been a summer this year. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it with a season of Westworld in there. I'll take it with another fresh Stranger Things in there. I mean, there, there's going to be stuff that's coming out that's going to break up the monotony. Yep. So um, that is exciting. That is definitely exciting. All right. So, so you learned something new. Um, <laughs> I know. So now that's good. Um, so we, we um, and I'm glad you threw, the, threw that in there in the week and geek. So, um, so that's it, man. That that's all I have. Uh, it was, it was a, a, a promising week. Um, and, uh, we're, we're getting into it, right. We're getting into the big season. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. a lot of releases coming. Uh, now, obviously we know, uh, the big ones that are coming are, um, Avengers, uh, infinity war, uh, solo, a star Wars, uh, saga movie and, uh, Deadpool, Three. De- I'm sorry. Deadpool, Deadpool two. two. Not yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not not yet. They'll get there. Hopefully, it'll be under the under the the mark. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but but what else? Um, you know, w- what else are you looking forward to? Yeah, um, man. Other, so, other than the the damage to your wallet that is uh, indefinitely coming. So not quite summer release, but one that's out. I think now. Um, a quiet place. Uh, I think that's an April sixth release. So April, that will be this week tomorrow. then. Uh, yeah. wow, 100% certified fresh and rotten tomatoes. Uh, John Krasinski, I love him as an actor. I think he's uh, just great on screen. You always want to see more. What a cool, cool concept. Um, you know, it, it, you know, it, and I don't know if he has any part of this, but it has a JJ feel to it. At least the, the, the trailer makes you think that. Yeah, think- it did. I got some lost vibes, um, for sure, off of it. Um, that's kind of cool. 
And uh, I know that he had cast, um, I saw an interview recently um, where uh, he had another female lead cast rather than his wife, um, Rachel Weiss, who plays the um, uh, the main character there. And he his decision to uh, stick with her, uh, he says, has been the difference maker on, uh, on why the film is so good. So, uh, um, yeah. And so I... You gotta go with uh, the consensus, and you know I wasn't always a, a super huge fan of critics. Uh, being a Kevin Smith fan, you get you end up getting sort of a um, love hate relationship with critics. But um, I mean, hundred percent, that's a, a consensus over hundreds of local and national people. Uh, you got to take that seriously. I am not huge in the horror genre. But but I do like that there are fresh new ideas coming out of there. I mean, I well, I think it's got that sci-fi thriller thing going, um, make you jump out of your seat kind of thing. Rated yeah, PG maybe. thirteen, so I don't expect gore or much of that happening. Um, so that's good. And but to the bigger point, um, you know, the two things that I think are most compelling. The first one is um, again, it's fresh. It's fresh new stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not coming from a comic book, which you know, you know, I like. But it's, it's not a reboot. We're not getting Friday the Thirteenth. We're not getting Predator versus Freddy versus whatever. <laughs> Michael Myers um, and well, yeah, yeah, versus Michael Myers and Pinhead and Phantasm and whatever. Um, which you know they've done in every other genre in movie. They've they've found a way to go out and and reboot everything. Uh, so fresh new ideas are good and also coming from a creative place and taking characters and actors that weren't necessarily horror type people like Jordan Peele, uh, with get out and, uh, what's her name? Uh, the, the girl from, uh, Brian Williams daughter who was in that movie. And, uh, and now to take John Krasinski and Emily Weiss and, uh, who actually I learned today, talked to uh, my buddy uh, Brian O'Halloran today uh, who told me that and I did not know this because we were talking about this movie um, that Rachel was on the original list to play um, to play in Clerks 2 the oh. Rodar- Ros- Rosario, Rosario Dawson Dawson's role part. okay yep yep the manager uh, yep the manager of the of the movie so um I thought that was really interesting. Uh, what's her name? Becky in the movie. Yeah. So uh, he, he was like, yeah, I don't think she, that she was ever for real um, gonna, you know, he's like, the, if you look at the subject matter or the first couple of lines or her first group of lines, I, have to, I won't say it here, but uh, her first group of lines, I can't imagine a proper British act, uh, actress talking about. So, <laughs> uh, and honestly, I, I love Rosario Dawson in that role. But um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I love to see people that are a little bit out of their element coming into that genre and uh, and jumping in. And and so fresh story, I'm in. I mean, I'm bought into okay, it. Okay, quiet uh, place. Gotta go I'll see it. it. What yeah. do you got? Um, so listen, um, I'm going with the big three and, and sticking with it. I have seen a couple of things that, uh, that stood out. Uh, I really like, um, the, uh, uh, the Mr. Rogers. Won't you be my neighbor? Me that with a, won't you be my neighbor? I really think that that's going to be pretty great. So Um, it's just like, and, and anybody listening to this with, with kids, kids, if you're listening, Mr. Rogers, um, he he raised a whole what a few generations of children um, oh, through sure. his TV show. 
clear and, and this this uh, the show was so endearing uh, to to us. I, I know Coach and myself. We grew up on it, and um, and Mr. Rogers. Uh, what's what's his name? Um, Fred, Fred Rogers. Yeah. Yep. He is such an interesting person to begin with. So this movie is going to be a lot of fun for us to watch. And yeah, I, I know you can go back and, and watch the old old show old show. So um, don't you should. You should. Um, and, and parents, <laughs> I've seen what's on TV now. I'm not a father. You are. <laughs> I see what's on TV now. Trust me, you're, you're, you're going to be doing your, your kid a favor. Show them Mr. Rogers and, and just plug that in instead of whatever the, the flashy cartoons are <laughs> that look awful today. That seem to be all about fart jokes and, and burps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, it, that's you, you couldn't be more right, man. I I've got to monitor it all the time, uh, and you know, my kids are 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 getting to be older teenagers. Nick's going to be sixteen, and uh, Junior is going to be eighteen. So um, yeah, uh, a little bit of uh, a love and understanding uh, can go a long way. Um, for me, I, I mean, I've been waiting for Super Troopers 2 for a really long time. Um, that is an April 20th release. Uh, and then, um, of course, The Incredibles 2, is uh, that's a summer release as well. So That'll be a great uh, one for the kids. Uh, for sure. And, and, and the, the big adults. kids. <laughs> yeah, for the big kids. I think, um, you know, that and Monsters, Inc. were two of my uh, absolute favorite Pixar movies of all time. Yeah. Um, what, what else What else do you have? On so the, going uh, back to the, you know, since we're in the uh, talking about childhood and, and, and those types of movies, Christopher Robin, you and McGregor in, uh, McGregor in it, um, you know, Winnie the Pooh. They got the original voice of Winnie the Pooh back in it. Um, it just looks like it's going to be a good, sweet movie, a good family movie to watch. Probably going to... Um, Bring some tears out for some people, but uh, I, I'm I'm pretty excited about that one. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, and you know, if, if it's like Finding Neverland or um, you know any of those that bring back the, uh, and this one seems like uh, uh, it's a little different than that, but I think it'll be really good. Um, and now here's here's three that we absolutely don't need. Um, and I know this wasn't in the plan for the show, but, uh, as I was, as I was doing my research for the day, I'm like, God damn, why are we making these movies? Uh, so Melissa McCarthy playing Melissa McCarthy, uh, (laughs) uh, something, listen, it's called life of the party. Does it really matter? It's the exact same role that she does once or twice a year. They put a attractive actress with her, whether it's, uh, What's her name from Modern Family, Sofia Vergara, or something? They, they put somebody attractive that that uh, this is the or Sandra Bullock or some somebody that you can stomach along with her brand of humor, which again, outside of Bridesmaids, I got no no I got nothing for that. Um, so it's called Life of the Party, and it looks absolutely horrific. So we don't need that. Um, we, what we also don't need is another Sicario movie. Um, yeah, that I saw that. I, I really weird one. Really weird. Um, I and listen, I'm a I am a huge um, uh, Benicio guy, uh, except in Star Wars. And you know, I kind of like them as the collector. I guess. I mean, he's Finster. They'll flip you. Um, he, he, but uh, don't know that we needed that. And I'm positive we don't need Mamma Mia too. 
Um, so yeah. So as, as a fan of Broadway, a huge fan of Broadway who loved mommy and loved the original concept of using, um, you know, music that was not intended that way, uh, for a show. I love it. Um, did not need round two. Okay. Honorable mention, uh, the predator reboot. Oh dude. I didn't even know that existed. Oh yeah. Stop it. I love predator. One of my favorite all, first off my favorite Arnold movie. Um, I don't want to see that remade. Just yeah, no, just don't do it. I mean, there's just things that you don't touch. Um, we'll see. And, it's just, yeah. it's slated for September. Uh, it's too early to really say what it's about, but um, yeah, that honorable mention. Maybe they'll they'll shock us. I doubt it, but you know, weird things have happened. Uh, I guess <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. But, I, yeah, it goes we'll, to your point. What you know, original ideas, guys. Come on. Like and it doesn't even have to be all original. No. Like, I, I don't. I don't hate the idea of um, of to- of Top Gun two, especially you know the, with the success of the Mission Impossible movies and even American Made. Although there was tragedy around that movie, you know Tom Cruise is crazy. He's a cr- psychopath. But what I'll say with his all of his psychopathness, uh, I still find him enjoyable. And he, I mean that that dude is a mega movie star. And I did really enjoy American Made, which I didn't think I was going to. It's sort of like a, a mix between uh, Blow and, I don't know, it's just like a, an American drug story. And I guess uh, that was pretty good. Um, so I think they can pull off Top Gun too, And I, I don't have a huge problem with that. I love the fact that they're making uh, a Karate Kid uh, sequel in... Uh, from the original line, 35 years later, in a television show format. You can For take YouTube. some of that stuff... Yep. Right, sorry, yeah, YouTube. Um, but but you know, listen, we have the money now, uh, conceptually, right? Like like uh, all of that stuff that we loved as a kid, uh, we didn't have the money to buy the toys, to buy them to start to buy in, and this is a way for all of these guys to get our money now because we're the earning level. So they're gonna. And it's going to get worse over the next 10 years that they're going to find things that appeal to us that will drag our money out as boomers are coming out of their their, their top spending years and where Gen Xers are coming into the spending years. They're going to keep trying to find ways to push our buttons. And I think that's okay. But um, they're a safe, like, don't ever remake, um, not Kickboxer, but the other one, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Um, don't, don't remake that movie, please. Ugh, I mean, I, it's so, I, I, it's so it is classic. So, I hate to say it, it's so, so, such low-hanging fruit <laughs> to be remade. It really too. is. It is. It is. I mean, you had All Ogre, those movies are. Ogre from Revenge of the Nerds and... Uh, and also the man who played uh, the Predator or was slated to play the original Predator, uh, John claude Van Damme. So, yeah, you got to s- just stay away from it, man. Just we don't need you. You definitely didn't need another Oceans movie and we don't need Indiana Jones. Somebody go punch Spielberg in his face and tell him that we don't need Indiana Jones. <laughs> break his glasses. Ah, break the stupid. Oh, no, 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 I'm wearing John wearing Jaws socks. Yeah, great. Shut up. Don't make Indiana Jones. Um, All right. <laughs> cool. So, uh, so we can move on. We also know Ant Man and Wasp is coming. Um, you know that that almost falls into the category of the big three. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a Marvel movie, and and clearly a spoiler that he makes it through. But I do just diving into that a little bit. The fact that he went subatomic at the end of that movie uh, makes me believe that we could get a really amazing villain out of that role. Uh, I think that, you know, if you follow the plot line, uh, 
you know, Michael Douglas's wife it went subatomic and was in that Russian bomb. Uh, I think now that he knows that he can go subatomic, I think that he may go searching for his wife. And I think that at this point, she spent so much time down there, she could end up a supervillain. Like, I really, I really think that badass. could possibly happen. Right? Wouldn't that be amazing? So, um, so that's it, man. I think we, we, we went a little wide on topics. Um, so I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you to, uh, to, to wrap it up. I know you had something that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're going to skip doing Mount Rushmore and the randomizer this week because I wanted to take a, you know, a couple seconds here and just say that this, this episode is a tribute to my grandmother. Um, we lost her earlier this week. Um, and it, you know, she was an amazing woman and we're going to miss her like crazy. And, uh, you know, she was always a very kind to everybody, people, animals, was quick to laugh. Um, she was like a, teenage girl when it came to phones like <laughs> she'd be on the phone for and you have a, a daughter you do, you you'll relate uh right up until the end like the phone would ring she'd spend two hours on it <laughs> gossiping the entire night so uh, yeah we're gonna miss her um you know so uh you know thanks for that thanks for you know everybody's support out there i know i've heard a lot from friends and 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 you know, family members, of course, and um, it's just been great. So the sport's been nice. Uh, she was 94 years old. She's seen a lot. She lived through a depression, a few wars. Um, you know, she outlived her husband. She you, she had um, you know children, grandkids, great grandkids, and she loved us all. And yeah, it's going to be a different you know holidays next year and, and not having her around. So. Um, Graham, we miss you. And, um, you know, that's it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. All right. So uh, check us out on, uh, you know, all of your standard. Just throw a search in there, Nerd Pod with Coach and K-Rock. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter. You can check us out on Instagram. You can check us out on Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. We are part of a larger Podacy network, uh, which we will have more details about that coming soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the man... The myth, the legend, he is K-Rock. And for myself, I am the coach. All right, boys, let's close it down. All right, boys. Let's close it down. Look at me, man. Can't you see that I'm dying? Look at you, man, doing all your...